0: that's that's in in the Old Testament it says that that's one of the last prophecies given uh, in the Old Testament that we had needed to be refined refiners fire and to turn the hearts of the fathers toward the children and the hearts of the children toward the fathers to make ready a people prepared for the coming of the Lord amen Amen. it talks about refiners fire you can be seated (laughs) glory to God so Ephesians 1 I mean I'm, I'm I don't want you to put it up there uh, exactly but Ephesians 1 16 to 23 it's a prayer in that you should say every day and when you say it every day God's gonna make the Bible come alive to you more so and then and then you know I'm not going to say the whole thing right now, but I'm going to. Pr- I pray that every day for our church and for the people of our church, and for all my brothers and sisters, like that I'm associated with, and and my children and grandchildren, whether they're following or not. So Father, we're asking you to open up the eyes of our understanding, and to flood our hearts with light that we truly might know the hope the vision, the blueprint to which we have been called and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints that we might know the surpassing immeasurable greatness of God's power in us and for us who believe as you demonstrated in the working of your mighty power which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and you set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that's named, not only in this age and world, but in age and the world to come. And you have put all things under Jesus' feet, gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. And then you said in Ephesians 2, 6, and you raised us up together. You made us sit together in that heavenly place at the right hand of Father to God in Jesus. In that same position. That's how much God loves us. When you get born again, he raises you up at his own right hand. At the right hand of any king is the highest place of honor that there is. And he puts you there. Whether you know it or not, it says it right there. And it says that the working of the mighty power which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead. He said we got that it says it right there in that prayer. We got the same power. You got resurrection power in you. But see, these are things you need to know because you're, you're all the suffering that Jesus did on that cross—did He do it for nothing? You know, we celebrated Easter and cry, and we go. I mean, He did it so you could be made free. I didn't know all that stuff. You're freer than you think. He's a He. Okay, the three things He delivered you was poverty, yeah, spiritual death. Yeah, I didn't know that for 40 years. You needed to get born again, right? Make him your Lord and Savior, but you got to make him Lord of your mouth, of your ears, your eyes. You can make him your Savior. I believe you died on the cross, Lord, but then just live any old stinking way you want and you can't, that, that you're opening the door to the enemy. It's just stuff I know from all this time and figuring it out. I didn't know all this stuff at the beginning, none of it, and I it's just such a wonderful thing that God has given us. And then it says that that resurrection power is in you. What? Okay, I, I didn't finish though. I, he delivered you from spiritual death, from sickness and disease and poverty. The sickness and disease and poverty are the thing that kind of try to afflict all of us, Right? But I mean, it's true, and I ain't there yet either. <laughs> but I am just telling you that's what the Bible says in more than one place. Okay, so to the power of forgiveness. Um, put John twenty twenty one through twenty three up there in the uh, King James. Okay, Jesus said, and he was, okay, This is, he, came to, he came through the wall. He had already died on the cross, was raised from the dead, all right? And he went through the wall and visited his disciples. And Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Go ahead. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive the Holy Ghost. That's when the disciples got born again. Not at Pentecost. They could not receive the Holy Ghost without having the Holy Ghost come into them. I mean, I'm talking about the tongues part. It wasn't in the book of Acts. It was, it was then, that's when they received. Okay, next verse. Now, this is what I'm getting at. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, you're going to retain them. (laughs) Or they are retained. They're retained by you and the person. (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to give you the definition of remit. Keep it up there. Okay. Remit means to cancel, to refrain from exacting a punishment or inflicting a punishment. It means to forgive, to pardon, remit means to forgive, to pardon an offense or wrong. Now, I actually looked up the Bible definition. It means to release a debt or release somebody from guilt or penalty. Now, what does it mean to retain? Retain means to keep possessions. And you know what? Actually, in the Bible definition, because there's always a difference between the world's definition and the Bible, the Bible definition means refuse to forgive. Now, the Passion Bible in verse 23 says, I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins. He said to those disciples, and people's sins will be forgiven. But if you don't proclaim the forgiveness of their sins, they will remain guilty. Now, I know it's talking about Jesus on the cross, too. But it also means when we have unforgiveness, too. So the number one priority on God's list is that you become quick to forgive sins against us. Ooh, Okay, the second Jesus said, Receive received the Holy Ghost was the second they were born again. And I told you that already. Okay, now, remit, again, I'm gonna keep going above it, you know, over it. Remit means to send away. So whenever you forgive someone, it means send the sin away from the offender. Now, we have the power, you got the power, say, I got the power, I got the power. to forgive people's sins. Now that doesn't mean we're their savior. I mean, we're going around like a that that. I don't mean it that way. But when somebody offends you, you got the power in you to forgive them. Okay. So if we remit and send away, or cancel, or refrain from inflicting a punishment, we forgive, we pardon an offense against us. And if we if we cancel People's sins—they're canceled yeah. Yeah. or remitted. Yeah. Now, i, I mean, they—they have to ask for forgiveness too. I'm not—I'm not talking about that. Okay, uh, you'll understand by the time I'm done. <laughs> if we refuse to forgive or discard those sins, are retained not only by that person. But by you, which means you continue to have it or keep possession. And so, you know, it's just best if you don't waste five minutes being offended. Amen. When people commit an offense against us, we have the choice to release them and let them go free. And I know, I knew, okay, there was a lady who became born again, spirit filled and she was a playboy bunny in Las Vegas. And she, her husband beat her up all the time. Yeah. And, um, and he was a druggie himself. She could, even after she became born again, she could not forgive him. Yeah. It was really difficult. Because he left her laying all beat up out in the desert. <laughs> yeah. In Las Vegas. Okay, so uh, she, but time passed, you know, and she started preaching to people. She literally was at a church in Omaha, Sandy Brown was her name, anyway, so, and we were there, and um, in fact, I, I, helped, I laid cloths as she prayed for people right next to her, and uh, she was on TV, too, um, and, but anyway, she said, there was some contact with her husband, he owned a gas station or something, and and, and uh, one day he, well, she hadn't talked to him for a long, many years, though. All of a sudden, he called her up. Okay, one day she had more preaching. She was a baby Christian, yeah. though. You know, and she had a lot you know, more preaching, and she totally, absolutely forgave him. Now, you don't forgive by feelings. You forgive as an act of your will in obedience to the word of God. And see, because people will say, well, it took me five years. It isn't the feelings. We walk, we forgive by faith. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Faith doesn't look at what it sees, hears. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. right? Faith doesn't go according to the senses. Right. Now just know that. Yeah, <laughs> you, have, you, you can have cancer and you've got to believe by faith true. that you're healed, Amen. even though yeah. it says you do. Yeah, I had cancer. And I believe, let me tell you, it is gone. That's 11 years ago. Anyway, I, okay, where was I? Was, I was talking about, she said, oh, he said, Sandy, Sandy. He says, a man came into my gas station and he was, he was talking to me and I got born again, just like you. <laughs> and you know what? And because she had just forgiven him, she made him free to receive. Yeah. Do you see that? When we don't forgive someone, we're chained to him. I mean, I've been there. And you're, you're oh, you see him and you go, oh. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? Because you want to punish him. See, what if Jesus had been that way? So when people commit an offense against us, we have the choice to release them. Yeah, I mean, this is that's what remit means. Why did he say that? Whosoever sins, you remit. Amen. Toss them away. They are remitted unto, unto them and whosoever sins, you retain. In fact, if you don't many times, the same sin that they committed that you're so mad about against you, you start doing it. Yeah. I know I know somebody else. I know in high school I knew this this guy from West Point, Nebraska, who was who was, he said, my dad is a horrible alcoholic. He yeah. beats the mom up all the time and I am never gonna drink. Uh-huh. Guess what? Later I found out because I went my way, you know, and we all go our ways and and I and I said he, they they told me he was an alcoholic yeah. he, he was 30 then yeah. you see but he never forgave his dad yeah. we were in prison ministry for 7 years in in Omaha Correctional Center and i know another one too he he couldn't forgive his mom cuz she left him out on the streets when they were 3 and 4 and this was in los angeles california and um and he said, I, I mean, we were always starving. My brother was always trying to take care of me. And um, he said, I couldn't forgive her. But finally, when I forgave her, I got born again. Yeah. Amen. In uh, prison. And he was 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But he was in there because he didn't forgive.
0: Yeah, yeah and he, I mean, he started doing really bad stuff. Yeah. I can tell you more than that. I mean, I, I'm thinking of all, oh, come on now. us <laughs> Okay, well, I know all about forgiveness, you say. So I'm going to go to sleep for a while. (laughs) Okay, so the sins we forgive will be forgiven. But if we do not forgive our brother's sins, they're not going to be forgiven. It's kind of like closing a container with a, a tight lid. And if you close it and seal the lid, the contents can't come out. I mean, I'm thinking of like canning ones. You know, you have to pop them. (laughs) <laughs> and then, then then, it comes out. See, the same thing happens in the spirit realm. Yeah. When, when someone sins against a person, yeah. that person chooses to retain that sin yeah. through unforgiveness. Yeah. They hold on to it. Yeah. They actually arrest it to themselves. Yeah. They yeah. detain yeah. it. Yeah. They yeah. impede yeah. it. So, if, you, if someone sins against me, the responsibility to release that person from the sins lies with me. Amen. So, you've got it's, it's just, and this is how you do forgive. You forgive as an act of your will Amen. in faith because, Lord, you wrote us and told us that we are to forgive. Say so you grew up with an ungodly father and you have physical and emotional wounds yeah. and you refuse to give your father forgive him you know yeah. so your father's sins against you will be retained yeah. by him and you yeah. Yeah. and it'll keep your father and you in a spiritual prison yeah. actually i know somebody else that that happened to when they forgave yeah. heck how about joyce myers yeah. <laughs> How about Joyce Mars? Yeah. I know somebody else, so too, you know. I mean her father raped her all the time. <laughs> and and she and you know what? Once she forgave him totally, that then he got born again. <laughs> see, however, if your father chooses to repent before that, he could escape the prison himself. Exactly. Do you see what I'm I uh, yeah. see? Yeah. But your unforgiveness and holding on to that thing hinders the Holy Spirit from working in that other person and working in you. So, okay, say a woman is is praying for her husband to be saved. And for years, her husband hasn't treated her right, and she struggles with unforgiveness. In the meantime, she prays and prays, he'll get saved and changed and... Uh, no answer comes and she doesn't realize that a lot of times she's stopping the process herself exactly. by on. holding on to the sins Come her on. husband committed yep. so so you know what he he holds on to his old ways exactly. yep. Yep. Come on. Now, now and she's blocked him yep. in a prison it's it's like being arrested and being and in prison, but you hold the key, and you yourself are in prison, and you could unlock it and get rid of it. See, this is the kind of power God has given us, and I know that there are a lot of people. Now, I've given this sermon before, but I know that there are a lot of people sometimes that are holding on to unforgiveness, And, and it's... It's stuff that people have committed against us, and those sins are retained, and it starts to eat at us in different ways of sickness and disease. You know how I know, been there, done that. (laughs) You know, a form of high blood pressure, arthritis, all kinds of stuff, deterioration of different things. there's just a lot of things I've learned <laughs> from going through them. And all I'm trying to do is to tell you. And maybe, maybe, maybe you've heard all this before and you say, Oh, I'm, you know, this way. But maybe you should listen so that you can help somebody else. Maybe you, maybe you need to learn how to help somebody else. See, it puts you in a prison when you've refused to forgive. Did you go through something like that, Tina? Yeah. yeah, you did. I know you did. You told me. See, because both of you remain in the prison, and but thank God, as a Christian, you can make a decision to forgive and release something in the spirit realm, and it's called the delivering power of God. And that's why forgiveness is one of the most powerful gifts that we are He gave us that gift to forgive as an act of our will in obedience to the word. I don't care how you feel. Then you start saying, I've forgiven that person when you see him. Although that's still, see, the devil will make you, the devil attacks you in your feelings. But you hear, see, Uh feel. You see that person, you want to run across the street and throw a brick at him. No. Nice. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. So. True. See, and the enemy will, re- you see him and then you'll, the, the enemy will make it, he'll, he'll play a DVD for you in your mind. Remember? Remember how that was? <laughs> Now, I can give you examples from the Bible. i got a couple of them. Anyways, Stephen was the first martyr. And he was starting to be a bold witness for Jesus. And the Jewish leaders were mad at him. And they got hold of him and they were going to stone him to death. Now, you know, you know who was standing there watching this? Was Paul at the time? His name was Saul. Paul wrote two thirds of the New Testament, but Paul was standing there ready to kill him. Paul used to arrest parents, separate the children from them, and he would kill them. He put them in prison, and they'd be put them to death. I'm even wondering if they put the children to death. See, and and uh, okay, so Stephen's being stoned. And he says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. It actually, if you want to see it, it's in Acts 7, 54 through 60. Okay. And he was seconds from eternity. And Saul was standing there or later called Paul. Now this is important, what I'm saying. He's, there stood the future apostle, Paul. Approving of Stephen's death, right? right? And in the last few moments of his life, and he was bleeding and probably half out of it because they were throwing big boulders at him. Can you imagine being stoned to death? Ooh. And he said, What he's anyway, what did he say? Maybe you could put that up there. Uh, I think it's verse 60. And
1: Jesus stood up, too. That's the big
0: one. Yep right and go through eight, one. okay now Saul was forgiven because Stephen asked God not to hold that sin against Saul's charge or any of them that were throwing boulders okay and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice Lord lay not this sin to their charge and when he had said this he fell asleep or in other words he died And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Okay. So, and that actually after a while the apostles started to have to scatter because they were in danger of, and but that's when they started preaching the gospel to all these other towns. Ha ha, what the devil meant for bad went for good. Okay, so see, again, what would have we, what would have we done without Paul's writings? In fact, Paul's writings are higher, and some people can't understand them. And that's because he mostly talked about the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Holy Ghost. And a lot of those things came off of it. There's a lot in there that we need to be reading what Paul wrote. But what what if, what if Stephen had not forgiven him? Well, then we, we right. That would have held him in prison. Now, think about the power you have been given to remit another sin. Yes. And, and maybe you would release them to do God's will. You know, when Stephen said that, the future for us yeah. was made bright, right? Yeah. On, because of Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus activated that same spiritual principle for us. Uh, Luke 23 and 34, you don't have to put it up there, but just listen. Jesus said, Father, I forgive them for they know not what they do. What if he hadn't said that? Uh Do you see you're seeing examples from the Bible that it's necessary to do that? And by saying that, Jesus made a way for all of us. His offenders to be saved. And I you know, I don't think we realize the kind of power that we've got inside of us and it's important. And it's it's a power that operates positively. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Of course it can operate negatively too. On the other hand, if you don't if you don't really go for things. And it takes only a few seconds think, think he only had a few seconds to live, Stephen, and he was able to do that for the history of thousands of years later for us. Wow. And he found the strength to say, Father, forgive them. Now, there are certain things about the Bible that sometimes we don't know, and this is one of them. Because you may be um, inhibiting something by the unforgiveness and let me tell you, I, I know it's not always easy. All you do is do as, a, as an act of your will. Now, this is the thing about it that I've noticed. I would still, when I saw them, I, I, you know, I've done this, but I would still be mad. And then I started to say, Lord, I love them with your love. I love that person, and I forgive them because you forgave me. Lord, I love them. I had to say it over and over. and Hey, don't... (laughs) The words of your mouth. That's why I'm asking you to speak when we say something. It's huge. You start saying that and you start falling in love with them. No matter what they did to you, you start liking them better. I've experienced it. it. It actually, by saying that, your emotions come up and that's okay if it's the right kind of emotion. Do you see what I mean? You'll forgive them and you'll like them better. And you go, "Wow, this thing works." <laughs> I've gone like that, going, "Wow, that works." See, force yourself to say it.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, do I have Matthew 18:28? Yeah. Now this one, I'm going through the whole thing. This one's long. <laughs> Through thirty, see. Oh boy. Okay, well, just, but the same servant went out. Oh, wait. We needed to go sooner than that. Hi, huh? surprised. I got the wrong verse. Okay. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Let me tell you this first. There might be some people here that don't know this. Yeah. Once you get born again, you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You literally are a citizen, and it says it in Philippians Hallelujah. 3.20. I always am using scripture. You're a citizen. Yeah. And so, see, you are already a citizen with citizenship rights. It says it right in Philippians 3.20 in the Amplified. It says, you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And when he had begun to reckon, and was brought unto him, to a a king, to the king of this certain kingdom, whoops, which owed him 10,000 talents. I think I want it in Amplified, if you don't mind. Can you go back? Okay. (laughs) When he began the accounting, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents, probably about $10 million. (laughs) Keep going. And because he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and everything that he possessed and payment to be made. So the attendants fell on his knees, begging him, have patience with me and I, w- I will pay you all I can. Okay, so also, no, no, wait a minute. Keep going because I want the whole thing. Uh, and, okay, till 30. So the attendant fell on his knees begging him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And his master's heart was moved with compassion and he released him and forgave him canceling the debt. But that same attendant, as he went out, found one of his fellow attendants who owed him a hundred denarii, about 20 bucks. (laughs) And he caught him by the throat and he says, pay what you owe. (laughs) So his fellow attendant fell down and begged him earnestly, give me time, please, and I'll pay you all. But he was unwilling and went out and had him put in prison Till he should pay the debt. Now wait just a minute before we go on to the rest. Okay, so after being given forgiven by God yeah. for such a great debt of sin, yeah. are you still determined to make the person pay who wronged you? Come on. come on, come on, come on. See, the only way he can get out of prison is if you forgive his debt and get out of prison, too. We're giving you an example. Verse 31. When his fellow attendants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and told everything that had taken place to their master. Then his master called him and said to him, You contemptible, wicked attendant. I forgave you and cancel all that great debt of yours, $10 million dollars because you begged me to? And should you not have had pity and mercy on your fellow attendant for 20 bucks (laughs) as I had pity and mercy on you? And in wrath, his master turned him over to the torturers, the jailers, till he should pay all that he owed. So also my heavenly father will deal with every one of you. Now wait, this is talking to us. If you do not freely forgive your brother from your heart, his offenses. Okay, wait now. So unforgiveness brings on torment because it opens the door to the devil. That's why you've got to know this word so you stop opening the door. <laughs> See, sin is deceptive. And when you, when you hold unforgiveness, you're committing sin when you're asleep. See, therefore, you. Yeah. What happens is you start. You only see other people's faults, yeah. Yeah. and you start to remain com- completely blinded to your own. Hey, have you ever seen someone who accuses people of a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. Yeah. and they're doing the very same thing? Yeah. Anybody experienced that? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, raise your hand. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I have more than once, yeah. and I'm going. What are they talking about? <laughs> They're, they're always doing it. I don't tell them, but she, it comes and it also can come in the form of sleepless nights, fear, worry, anxiety, critical attitudes, bitterness, weakness, sickness. You can go on and on and on. Arthritis, bursitis, joint pain. <laughs> I see. Now I'm being humble by telling you that because, who's been diagnosed? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, depression and oppression. That's right, (laughs) because you know what? Yeah, you're sleeping with the devil. (laughs) Remember that, Tony. So see, because, and we're not going here either, but Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger, and don't give foothold to the devil. It's telling you right there, you get foothold to the devil when you go to sleep. You sleep with him. So unforgiveness, it opens a huge door for the devil to come in. And he brings sorrow and upset and all kinds of stuff. And we've got, we've got to understand our, our offenders can't change for whosoever sins I remit, they are remitted. And whosoever sins I retain, they are retained. You even start to retain their sins. You start to act like them. Now remit means to cancel, send away. Retain means keep possession of. Keep in one's memory. You remember it. See, our, our offenders are in prison and they cannot pay their debt. The only way is my decision to let them out. And I have the key. And it's the key of forgiveness. God commands us to forgive every one of our, every person and the trespasses they've done against us. Now that might not be too easy. Well, you look at Joyce Myers. That's right. Again. That's right. Amen. So in Matthew 6:12 it says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I usually put all these scriptures up, but I know that it'll, it's going to take a lot of time. So if you want to write them down, on, okay. In the Amplified, it says, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven and let go of debts, And let, the way we have let go of debts and have given up resentment against our debtors. So in other words, how you act is huh, what you're going to get back. So Jesus said, if we forgive, God won't. If, sorry, if we don't forgive, God won't and he can't forgive us. When we sow unforgiveness, we sow seeds of judgment, criticism, and rejection. And we reap back that same harvest. And when we freely forgive, we reap a harvest of forgiveness and of grace, of love, and acceptance for ourselves and others. In other words, the mercy we give is the mercy we receive. And now, do put up James 2.13 and the King James. I don't know if I put it on the slip of paper. And while he's... Okay, well, he got it up. He goes fast. Okay. For he shall have judgment... Without mercy, that has showed no mercy. Get that? Look at it. For he shall have judgment. You will be judged without mercy if you never give anybody else mercy. And mercy rejoices against judgment. Now put up the Amplified. Amplified. Because I want them to get this. James 2.13. For to him who has shown no mercy, the judgment will be merciless, but mercy full of glad confidence. Another word for faith is confidence. <laughs> Exalts victoriously over judgment mercy. You know what? God has mercy on us Amen. Yeah. instead of Amen. judging us. Oh my gosh. Amen. He is a merciful God. Amen. So when unforgiveness is not dealt with, it sinks. This, this is the worst part of it. It starts to sink inside and it gets into bitterness. What time is it. Okay. Put up Hebrews 12, 14 through 17. Oh, that's right. Okay, I, I had it in my notes and I've, yeah, I didn't even, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I want to tell you while he's doing that. Yeah. The Roman form of punishment for someone who murdered someone else, like if they murdered a soldier, yeah. this is what they did. They took the dead body of that person, they put him face up to the murderer's body and chained it to him. Yeah and that body was rotting yeah. and they they had a slow death uh-huh. for the body rotted into him yeah. can you imagine that looking at the face of that person yeah. and it was and yeah, yeah. they they'd let him go but they were chained yeah. Yeah. nobody wow. would help them either wow. and can you imagine wow. the smell yeah. wow. can you imagine You had to die a slow death of that body rotting, because it will rot into you, because that rottenness and all the flies and the whatever comes to you know comes along with that, all the junk could even be animals, birds. Can you imagine? This is what we do. We chain ourselves to that person. And when we forgive, we're loosed. That's right. They're loosed. It's true. Let them go. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to tell you something here, too, though. If they still Come on. are evil to you, yeah. that doesn't mean you forgive them anyway. Because you... Just let them go. That doesn't mean when you forgive somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Okay, let's say the Jewish people have to forgive Hitler. Come on, oh, yeah. That's what that doesn't God. mean they got to hang around with him and be his friend. I mean, sometimes people think if I forgave somebody, I got to be friendly with them. I got to hang out with them. I've got to, uh, I've got to just let him uh, do and cater. And you don't have no, but you let it go. Yeah, so see, that, there's a huge difference in that. Okay. Um, where Okay, Hebrews 12. <laughs> yeah. Okay, follow peace with all men in holiness. I'm going to go to my Bible. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Uh, did you hear what it just said? You're not going to see the Lord. Woo, that's kind of huge. But I'm a born-again Christian. There's lots of stuff in there. I'll tell you what, the Lamb's Book of Life, I've got several scriptures in the Bible that says your name can be erased, blotted out. Okay, looking diligently. Diligent means you go overboard. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many are defiled. See, that if you, you hold unforgiveness, that, that bitterness gets inside of you, and you start being crabby. You might, be, you might even say, Boy, that person used to be the kindest person And now they're nothing but an old crab. And that's because they're holding bitterness. And they start to get bitterness and answer you bad or crabby, you know, never loving, no mercy anymore. And they never were like that before. I've seen that. You see a lot of things when you live this long and your brain's still intact. (laughs) Lest there be any fornicator... (laughs) or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For we know that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected by God. He found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. One more verse. For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor into the blackness and darkness and tempest. Okay, I asked God one time, what is this? Okay, it's, if anybody wants to know what time it is, it's 20 to 12, okay. Esau, Esau, and I'll be done for soon. Esau, now one time I asked the Lord for revelation of that, and I wrote it in this fallen apart, I can't even take it out of here, because it, wee, it's bad. <laughs> but I have a lot of notes in it. Esau sold his birthright, his inheritance, to satisfy his flesh. You will satisfy your flesh if you do not forgive. That's what you're doing. And it, he did not inherit his father's goods. When we allow bitterness and unforgiveness to envelop our lives, we sell our birthright or the promises of God. And how did, he get, how did we get those promises? Because he died on the cross. There's all kinds of them. We are out of love. And our faith is not working. And we cannot receive the promises of God because the Bible says second Corinthians 5:17 yeah. anyway. faith works by love yeah, right. and they and this required faith and it requires faith to forgive. Do you get it it requires you do it by faith well I just even if you still see them if you'll get over it if you push yourself a little bit, I know I've been there. I've done it. It works. <laughs> okay. So every day an offense is retained, bitterness grows, and it festers. And that's another thing I noticed because I kind of was doing that with someone. And I could feel, I could feel, you what's wrong with me? And boy, I tell you what, I want to sh- see... <laughs> Somebody came to our church, and they, you know, they moved. But anyway, they said, "I just can't get over your honesty. The things that I, <laughs> I'm telling you my sins all the time. But see, I was not a Christian all the time, and I just want to tell you, I experienced things that when I was a baby, and I didn't know any of this, but started to learn it, then I went, oh, I could see myself in it." See, instead of judging everybody else, I was judging myself, and that's what you need to do. And then you start to understand stuff. You start to understand in order to help someone else get out of it and have a see those roots, the longer you keep that, those roots keep going down deeper and it and it keeps producing a terrible harvest of fear. Forgive Amen. and forget it. Amen. Come on. So yeah. Judgment, yeah. judgmental attitude. Come on. Sickness will start to come in. Yeah. Lack of peace, yeah. sleeplessness, yeah. anger, yeah. 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 envy, jealousy. Yeah. Stuff starts to go haywire in your cars, your house, your, your refrigerator, door. your dishwasher, all this stuff. I am not kidding you. It actually, it helps when you fall. I'll be done pretty soon. <laughs> but we have a deliverer. We have a forgiver when we call out to him for help. Right? And if you ask, he can pull out, he'll pull out those roots. And every trace of bitterness, every trace of, un- of unforgiveness that there is. And you know what? You, you can drink the poison of bitterness. And minister for God, no, you, I mean, you can't bring, what am I saying? Okay, you can't drink the poison of bitterness and minister for God. Amen. To his precious body, because he died for that body, and he himself forgave. Amen. So we're accountable to God for what we give to the people. Now, I'm just going to say that, Canon, my job is to protect you who are in covenant with us. Not everybody's in covenant with us, though. I've had people in here that were against (laughs) from wolves because wolves will try to come in and deceive people. I've seen that one, too. God will remove them. I can't tell you how many people he's removed deliberately. But we had a prophecy about that, that there would be gold bricks in this church. See, the amazing power is released in the act of forgiveness. And so that whole principle was in Matthew 18 that we read about the the ruler, you know. What was the last verse on that? Did we? Yeah. Thank you, John, you are good. For you will not come unto the mount that might be touched. You won't come to Mount Zion, to heaven. And that burned with fire, that was in the Old Testament. Nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. You'll go to hell, in other words. See, if you, you are born again, you no longer have a debt of sin. Jesus already paid for your sins with his blood. So in the same way, your brother or sister cannot pay their debt to you if you do not forgive. And they're destined for debtor's prison. And so are you, though. Unless you do it God's way and pay the debt of forgiveness. So forgiveness is not something you earn, but something given. So you could choose to keep them in prison or you can... You know what? You can make them feel guilty or ignore them by the silent treatment. I've done that one too. But you can only free yourself and your offender by forgiving unconditionally. And God gives you the power to do it. And what you remit will be remitted but the sins you hold on to will be retained. Right. You hold on to their s- sins and you start doing them. Yeah. That, that, um, that yeah. boy that I talked about, yeah. actually I had a date with him, that's why I do all that stuff. But he, he um, when I was 17 or 18, <laughs> anyway, he must have been in unforgiveness toward his dad, terrible, because he himself became a terrible alcoholic years later. I mean, by the time he was 30, they said he was drinking. And he said, I'm never going to drink like my dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 But see, he didn't know that. He doesn't know this. Do you see what what you're getting? See, the person who sins against you may never ask for forgiveness or admit they were wrong. and That doesn't mean you have to hang around. You know what I'm talking about? The only way, though, is for you to take take the key, unlock the door, and release them from the prison and, and sin of offense. So then one time Peter asked Jesus, and this was Matthew 18, 20, and he says, well, how many times do we have to forgive? Seven times? And, and Jesus said, 70 times seven. One time I... Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was 400, was <laughs> well, 490 and I figured how many, how much was in 24 hours and I thought, oh, uh, you'd have to, I can't remember exactly what I figured out, but like it would take two minutes maybe to even get an unforgiveness and then I would forgive and then two minutes later, so you would be forgiven all day long, <laughs> you know what I mean? see, you and I owe God a debt we could not pay. You can't pay that debt by lighting candles or by punishing yourself with good works like we were taught, you know. Anyway, Jesus paid the debt in full and it is finished. What's finished? Everything that could attack you. Poverty, lack, depression, Oppression, sickness, disease, strife, bitterness, resentment. It's all paid for. And yet we bawl and squall because Jesus, we, all we think about is how we've suffered on the cross. Yeah, he did he do it for nothing? If all you could do is shed a tear, we're supposed to act on it. We've been set free. See, it's all paid for. And Jesus set you free from the devil's slave market. And you know what? He invites you to walk in freedom. It's not what's done against us that matters, but what Jesus did for us and for that person you're holding unforgiveness for. You know what? God wants, I'm almost finished, wants our hearts free. He wants them free from all bitterness. And he'll pull out that bitterness. He wants you free from unforgiveness. Why? So he can fill you with joy so he can fill you with peace, so he can fill you with love, and you can fulfill your destiny. You can fulfill the plan that he had for you. Do you know what? Ephesians uh, Ephesians 1, 1, 1.3 says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, and I could never figure out quite what that meant But I mean, you know, I said, "Well, that's easy." No, there's more to it. There's there's other translations of it, and it means that you can experience heaven on earth if you would follow everything that's in this word. There's another translation says that. Now listen to this, and everything that heaven already enjoys is yours. There is no pain. There is no lack. There is no depression or oppression, sorrow, uh, bitterness, uh, division, offense, hate, murder, whatever. None of that's in heaven. And God says you can have it. That's why he died. We have no idea who we are in Christ The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost live in you when you get born again. When you get spirit-filled, you've got even more power to witness to other people, power to help people, and to overcome, yes. See, and it gives you more boldness, too. See, God wants us to finally experience the fullness of what he has for us. And your willingness to forgive, is, is a sure sign that you're growing in God and becoming more like him. And the faster you forgive, the more intimately you will become acquainted with agape love. Agape is unconditional love. But guess what? Well, that only God can do. no. You got it. It says Romans 5.5 5 says the love of God is shed abroad in you. the love of God. Agape love is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit when you become born again. So it's up to you. The decision, the choice is yours. And you may have to make that choice over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again in your life. But you know what? Why don't we stand up and then we're going to receive communion. And then you're Dismissed. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're going to stand up or we're going to stay up for. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Okay, so. Thank
2: you, Lord. Pastor, yep.
0: I was oh. going to
2: say, what Esau did is going on right now. That's yeah. What happened to Calavan?
0: Yep.
2: The Jewish people mm-hmm. being killed. That curse came on from Esau all the way through. The Arabs. Now, think about that.
0: The Jewish people and them.
2: That's their cousins. But
0: that's their cousins.
2: That's why this is happening, mm-hmm. because of a curse. That's good, Esau, yeah. you'll read that about Jacob and Esau. Yep. Yeah. And, the same thing with us. And,
0: and you know why? Because Abraham decided to speed up getting us. And so yeah, he said right. to his wife, Hey, can I sleep with the maid? Right. <laughs> <He's good. laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I actually Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> but he, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, and, and, uh, and he said, Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> anyway, that's where Ishmael came. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the beginning of this whole yeah. thing of them fighting Hamas and them, you know, Muslims. Yeah. And God That's didn't the beginning of it.
2: 25 years. God did not talk to him for 25 years. After that. Right.
0: Then God finally took
2: him out to the stars and look him. That's what cuz that's where we are. Yeah. He,
0: he said God that's going to be your inheritance. 25 years. He didn't God talk to him. Abraham. We,
2: he, he made a promise. God could have said, or Abraham mm-hmm. could have said, "No, I ain't going to receive it." Guess where we'd be? Yeah. Yeah. If you look back through that, where we're at because of what happened. Well, yeah. Man. Yeah. That
0: okay. Let's let's say this prayer because okay. okay. So, he, I'll just repeat after me. Heavenly Father,
2: Heavenly Heavenly Father.
0: Father. please forgive me for holding on forgiveness toward others, toward others. In, my heart. in my heart. I ask you to cleanse me, you by, you cleanse me the by the blood of Jesus of all resentment and bitterness. Resentment and bitterness. Help, me Help me release each of my offenders, each of my offenders. From, the from the prison I've held them in. Held them in. Through my unwillingness to forgive Father God God, in the name of Jesus Jesus, I I ask you to please forgive my offenders and to bless them do not charge anything to their account I know that Jesus paid for their sin so I ask you Lord to please forgive them and Lord, and Lord, forgive me, and forgive me for, holding for holding anything in my heart, in my heart against, them. against them. Cleanse me right now with your, with your precious blood. Father, thank you, thank you. Father, thank you. for the power, for the power and, the and the responsibility you have given me, you have given me to remit remit. and to release others others. through forgiveness. forgiveness. Right now by faith, faith. in Jesus' name, name. I set my offenders free. free. Thank you for forgiving me me. as as I forgive them. And from this day forward, I purpose to forgive from my heart all those who trespass against me so they can be free to change. And I can be free to live in the fullness of your love of your peace, your peace and of your joy, your joy. and of your healing in, in the name of Jesus, amen. Of Jesus. amen. 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 Okay, so, so we're Jesus, going to receive and commu- and communion God. and um. This is one of the most important things, though, according to the book of Corinthians. That do
1: this every morning.
0: Yeah, but I mean it's to forgive before you receive communion. It actually says, uh, but I want you to know this. I know it is. I'm going to find this at the end here. Let a man thoroughly examine himself, and only when he is done should he eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing with due appreciation that it's Christ's body eats and drinks a sentence a verdict of judgment upon himself that careless and unworthy participation and all of this thought of this has to do with forgiveness and other things that you might be doing wrong this careless and unworthy participation is the reason many are weak and sickly, yep. and quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. and I look that in the Greek that means you died, they died per- prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. The For if we searchingly examined ourselves, detecting our own shortcomings and recognizing our own condition, we would not be judged, and the penalty decreed by divine judgment. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important to receive I mean, that's right in the Bible. Amen. Do it okay. Good morning if you can. Yeah. yeah go Just do it. Media. Yeah. 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 stuff's good. Um, well how we do this here if you're new, we uh, we have you come up and get it and um, and then go back to your seat, the ushers will show you which way to go so we don't run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> And just you know, get you aisle by aisle. Okay. So, you know what is? I, I might change on you. Do you know that other song? Or if you don't have it ready, they'll do you? the one that we are one body. One no, body, no man.
1: No man. Not, not without. I can go play it. Huh?
0: I can go play it. Yeah, but do you know the words? No.
1: When do you think he can go play it?
0: Oh, I thought I've heard you play it before. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you mind singing it? Stay up there and sing it. Okay. Kind of lead Hallelujah. it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Forgive me. You I told him right? to play. You know he played Refiner's Fire, yeah. Yeah. and that that's huge. We I think we did it. <laughs> we refined the fire. <laughs> My heart's you, one desire With, is yes. to be holy. Amen. And see, you don't have. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, while he's Peter, looking, because 16, it's a CD. Be holy as I am holy. Yep.
2: First John 3, 3 said, purify yourself as he is pure.
1: Amen.
2: And then 2 Corinthians three eighteen, but we with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord being transferred to his image from glory to glory. That's how it's going to happen. Man, I'll tell you, word, yeah. Church. That's what we call living word we live the word in this church yeah, amen.
0: honestly that is what I say God what do you want to call this church that all of a sudden was came out of a Bible study <laughs> and I and it was and that's part of our vision is to literally live the word yes. to give it to people and to operate in it in Be our an daily example. life yeah. Be an example. because it tells you what to do and what not to do yeah. And I didn't know that. You know what? I was 40 years old. Didn't even know there was an old and a new testament. That's how much I've studied. the. I mean, I just, I was so thrilled. I'm still, I can't stop studying. And I, you know what? It's just like a year ago, I knew nothing. Hardly compared to what, and the year before that, I knew nothing. And the year, it's just like you, there's, it never ends. Amen. Never ends. Amen. So, did you find it?
2: Praise God.
0: Hill songs. No, no, not Hail Songs. No. Yeah, it is. Wait a minute. But when they first started.
2: Oh, when they first started.
0: Yeah. Who Who knows how to find it, Sherry? Uh, Mary? Do you know? No. What was the name of it? Sonia. Where's Sonia? Do you know how to find it?
1: What What song was it? She's going.
0: We are one body. We are one. It's the last song on the whole CD. Thank you, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, good, you found it. Okay, put it up there. Too. One life to Just Start. Here. Oh. oh, That's all right.
1: I don't care. You
0: don't
1: know. Okay.
0: Okay. This absorbed in you. Don't watch them. your body.
1: Joined in your body.
0: all right we'll receive together and yeah for i have received of the lord that which was delivered to you that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed he took the bread and he had a big loaf of bread and he divided it in half and then he took bits of it representing that there's one church, and it's a born-again church, all the people throughout the world. Yes. Born-again born people. Amen. I mean, I had that wrong for a long time because I didn't yep. know. But that's the born-again people are the real church yes. of Amen. Jesus. Amen. And, and it says, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks... He broke it, as we said. And he said, take and eat, for this is my body. Now that body was broken for you. It was beaten and full of bruises. And bruises, even in our own self, bring healing. And even right now, you know, if there's something wrong with you, you know, believe it, claim your healing. Just even pain or anything. Yep. Hallelujah. Let's receive.
2: Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory. God. Okay,
0: got it. And after the same manner he took that cup. And when he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. And this do as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And I mean, his blood cleansed our sins. Now, when when you sin now, I mean, all the past sins. That's why if, if you have to forget the past from the time you were born again, because it's wiped out as far as Jesus is concerned. Now, we may sin after we're born again, and 1 John 1 9 says, if I confess my sins to him. He is faithful. He is just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. He remits him. It's Remits him.
1: It's
0: done. Done. Wiped away. So you wipe it away too. Amen. So let's receive and this you know, represents his blood, which wiped out our sins. Also, though, I didn't read this, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Is there some song we could sing and just to go out? <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Raise a hallelujah.
1: That's
2: a good one. Okay, yeah, like
0: raise a hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.
2: hallelujah.
0: Right. And that song was written because... Just, I don't know how old the child was, but he had gotten, what? Um, what's that one bacteria? It'll start attack. what? No, 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 intestines. It'll attack your, from. huh? No, it said that one bacteria, E. coli. Was it E. coli, yeah. E. coli, mm-hmm. And that little kid got it. This was at Bethel. Yeah. And they, yeah. yeah, it was the yeah. pastor's grandchild or something, maybe. And um, so they kept praying and praying, and he was dying because his kidneys started to shut down from it. And they, they had a miracle. <laughs> and it was this song, and right after they wrote this song and sang it, Amen. that little boy started living.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It's gonna be loud.